All right, Alexander, let's uh, talk about the economic situation in Germany. The deindustrialization of Germany continues. Yep. What's, the, what's the news? Well, the news is that in the, the last uh, quarter, the German economy has been, according to the Financial Times, stagnant. In other words, Germany's economy is not going anywhere. It's neither growing nor supposedly contracting. But that isn't really the story. The real sto story behind those figures is of increasingly rapid falls in industrial production. And um, if you look also at PMI surveys, German industrialists are, are basically incredibly gloomy. And it seems that the outlook for German industry now is as bleak as it was in the immediate aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis. And some are even starting to make comparisons with the period of the lockdowns. Now, we were the first channel, the absolute first channel, in February 2022, when Germany first suspended Nord Stream 2 and started to go down the sanctions road to talk about Germany entering a period of deindustrialization. We're the first channel to say that. Now, what we said then is being said by everybody. Even the mainstream media is talking about it. Even German business leaders are talking about it. German business has now complained again about energy policy, about the, the green transition being forced on Germany too fast. They're not yet prepared to talk about the sanctions being a mistake, but of course that's at the core of it. And, well, I think all of that, all of these protests, all these complaints, all this understanding of the deindustrialization process has come much too late. I think it's now starting to acquire an unstoppable momentum. I, I can't really see how it can be turned around. I think Germany's heading for a very severe industrial recession. And why should things change? I mean, even if there was a decision tomorrow to patch up with the Russians, to see about re-establishing energy links, I mean, it would take years to repair the Nord Stream pipelines if that was even politically possible, which of course it won't be. And Germany doesn't have those years. Yeah. So as Germany goes, so does the entire European Union. Yes. I mean, yes. That's obvious. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now, can I just say before we leave Germany and come to the European Union that there is, of course, already a political political backlash now starting to develop. We talked last time. We discussed German politics that the IFD had hit twenty percent. It's now risen to twenty two percent. Chancellor Scholz's SPD is down to 18% of the vote. The Greens are down, I believe, to 14%. The FDP are even less than that. They might not get re-elected. They might not get back into the Bund Bundestag at all if there were elections tomorrow. And the leading party, the CDU-CSU, is on 26%. Only four percentage points ahead of the IFD. And for the IFD to be growing like this, it must be growing, it must be winning support beyond East Germany, the former East Germany. It must be starting to get votes, win votes in West Germany also. 
So you can see that people in Germany are becoming increasingly unhappy. But, and I suspect, given that we're dealing with politicians, it's not the collapse, the industrial collapse that they're presiding over that worries people like Scholz and Habeck and Baerbock and all the rest. It is the rise of the IFD. And we're going to see a lot more, hear an awful lot more about that in Germany before long. And we'll see what kind of steps they take to try to push the IFD down again. But you're absolutely correct. And can I just now come back to the EU? I saw some extraordinary figures since the 2008 crisis. The EU economy has grown by a total of 6% in size. That's over 15 years, apparently. Its growth, its total growth is 6%. I mean, already stagnation right across the EU system. The US, over that same period of 15 years, in nominal terms, there are lots of real problems, which we're not going to talk about, but in nominal terms, it's grown by 82%. So the US economy, in its own way, money emission, if you like, debt, if you prefer, all of those sort of things, at least it's been registering statistical growth. The EU can't even eke that out. It is locked in deep stagnation. And of course, it is losing relevance on world markets. Now, the EU depends heavily on exports. It's an export-driven economy. Unlike the United States, which, by the way, is not. Germany is the driver. It is the EU's export machine. German exports are finished goods. Cars, machine tools, chemical products, all of those things. The German industrial economy is going down. The EU is losing its export positions because German goods are starting to become uncompetitive. And to, be, to say it straightforwardly, the EU is screwed. Its major cash provider, which is Germany, is going down. And the industrial system is going down. And the EU's export position is eroding also. Giving more money to Ukraine will solve the problem. Of course, that's, that's the answer to everything. You know, <laughs> that's, you know that's I, the think, to everything, yeah. I think in some ways, actually, um, we are actually going to see an intensification of this. And remember that part of the plan, the EU's part of the Neocon plan, is engineer regime change in Russia. Either impose a you know, friendly government on Moscow, a vassal government on Moscow will break up the country and gain control of Russian resources, oil, gas, and all the rest. And that was supposed to provide the EU with long-term energy security. So given that was the plan, it's obviously not working, but I can, I can imagine that they will try to find, because they can't really change course, they're going to try to find some other means to actually make that plan work. So I think that what we will see is more support for Ukraine and intensified attempts to pressure Russia. So even as the EU goes down, it will escalate on what it's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Push Poland into the conflict. That's going to be the, the EU's move. <laughs> they, yeah.
they have no other option than uh, than trying to uh, to orchestrate regime change in Russia because they need the the resources. So that's that's the only option that they have left in order yes. for the EU to survive. Yes. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to double and triple down on on the conflict with Russia because if they can't or orchestrate regime change in Russia, if they can't pillage Russia, break Russia apart, steal its natural resources on the cheap, then uh, the EU is going to collapse. So that's where we are. All right. We'll end it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, and Rockfin. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.